0: Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we bring you a Q&A discussion from my interview with Greg McEwen, best-selling author of the book Essentialism. He cited his favorite Ziegler quote and concept. You know what? I'll just let you listen in now.
1: One of the things I love that Zig used to talk about was uh, see you at the top. Uh, when I heard that, I was a very young man. And it, it touched me so much. This idea that there's always more room at the top than there is at the bottom. This idea that life could be uh, one of ever increasing contribution is something now that, that I think even goes beyond what the original words were uh, to, to, to this idea that, uh, that we ought to live life in crescendo and that. That our greatest contribution always lies ahead of us, not behind us. This is something that I aspire to, something I believe in, and that there's a way to uh, to to live our highest point of contribution again and again and again as we evolve and as we as we discover uh, what that contribution is. That's what it means to me you know, to see you at the top.
0: I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. From that clip from Greg, I posted this question on my Agent K Miller Facebook page. I said, what role does motivation play in your real day-to-day life? There is plenty of baggage associated with the word. And I'm asking for some show content. So as always, looking for real feedback, not platitudes. Thank you. Well, we got a wealth of responses that my co-host Michelle Prince and I covered. It was incredibly insightful into this world of personal development and motivation that admittedly has some differing perceptions and values to people. It ended up getting broken down really into two parts. One was motive as that, you know, that core desire that you have to pursue something. But then also the second part, what do you do to motivate yourself to take action when those times come that even though you want that achievement, you just don't feel like doing the work. And it made us really look at the topic differently. I think it will for you too. Uh, Thanks real quick to all of you who've been leaving new reviews and iTunes that helps us get seen by more people. And if you haven't, will you please? All right, folks, well, here then we go. All right, Michelle, well, we've got uh, probably more incredible comments we can get through. Hopefully uh, we'll do justice here. And uh, I'm just going to start from the top. A-, a couple of them just, I just appreciate what they wrote. Vincent Vincent uh, uh, Pugliese, I-, I know the guy, I don't know how he pronounced his last name, but he said, work or life without motivation is dull. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And Heidi Herring right after that says, if I'm motivated, I can do what needs to be done in order. Um, but Greg Vance here says... Oh my gosh, it's huge. It's also complex. Such things as the intrinsic value of what you are trying to achieve, self-efficacy, mindset, and so many other factors come to mind. Well, being the fact that this is part 3 of uh our week with Greg McEwan, author of Essentialism. I love that he said uh, assigning value, the intrinsic value to what you're trying to achieve because as we heard in show 492 with Greg McKeown on Essentialism, that's a lot about what he's talking about taking every idea, every, uh, decision, everything and assigning value to it. I hear that's what Greg's saying here. So if we're taking these goals in essence and assigning value, I mean, Michelle, I love that as, as an exercise. And this is what, again, what Greg brought us to is, okay, here's a decision or, um, let's say in this aspect, an endeavor, like with you, people who want to write a book to say, okay, where does that really, I mean, that's probably good. Have you done that with folks? So I'm sure there's somebody who's come even come to an event and said, I want to write a book. And as you dug into it, you realized, are you questioned? Maybe, is this really have enough value to, is this really a big enough goal for you to want to do that? Does that happen?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, most of the time when we're, when the people come to book bound, we're trying to get to the heart of what they're really passionate about, because when you find that the combination between your passion and your experience, I mean, that's when you get the motivation to, to write a book. I always tell people, if you write a book about something that, you know, but there's no passion, those are the books that typically people start and then they never finish because there's no motivation. So, but there are times when people say something and think, I don't know. Is, is there really enough there? Um, but but the key is is that that passion behind it and the motivation to, to keep them going.
0: Well, it just, and in, in using the books as an analogy here is relevant because I have, I mean, I've been blogging and podcasting for so many years and have been um, uh, so fortunate to have a, a good following and whatnot of people who said, you know, why, don't you, why haven't you written a book yet? And you know I want to I love writing but it has not been a big enough priority it has I have not been able to assign enough value to it cuz I've had other things gratefully that I'm I'm even more excited about but I'll get there uh when the you when know. the time is right Um, And
2: it's, you know, there's, I I say this all the time, that there's no lack of things for for us to do, right? As busy business people, business owners, entrepreneurs, or or just anybody in life, really, there's no lack of things to do. So even though you may want to write a book right now, it may not be the number one thing you should be putting all of your time and energy into. Um, There's a time for everything. There's a season for
0: everything. Absolutely. Well, hey, so Laura Rayburn, who I've known for a long time, she is a, an elite distance runner, um, really great lady. She writes, I feel it is an undercurrent. Motivation is an undercurrent guided by concrete decisions and goals that I've made. A race that I signed up for motivates me to get out of bed at ungodly hours and run an agreement with my employer gets me to work and keeps me there on task. My commitment to Christ all those years ago brings me back to my church family on Sunday and informs my interactions with others to be more thoughtful, empathetic, and honest. When I lose sight of those commitments or goals, that's when I flounder in the shoals of unmotivation. I thought, what a great line. And you know what? I'm going to follow that real quick, Michelle, with Rick Marion. He, He writes, and it really piggybacks on that. He says, It's motivation has been the determining factor for years, which is why progress was limited for those years prior because it would fluctuate drastically. And I, and I depended on it over the last years, I've been working on discipline over motivation best year yet. So when I'm motivated, it's easy to take action, stay positive and be engaged. When I'm not motivated, I need to rely on strengthening discipline and using strategies, uh, changing my mindset and perspective commitments and pushing through both of those just, they both mentioned commitments and I, I would say, Michelle, I'm a, I'm a deadline driven guy. Like I got to make them up even if they're not out there, because I do tend to respond to those commitments when there is accountability ultimately. And I guess a consequence, I, that's what I heard them speaking to me. I, I, the, the commitments that it really, their motivation was grounded in their commitments. What do you think?
2: Well, I think in in the word, I believe one of them used was discipline. It's one of the reasons why we're so big at Ziggler and helping people to set goals because goals is when you have clarity on what you want to accomplish in personal life, professional life, you're going to have the, the, the motivation instantly comes in because now you know what you want to accomplish and you've set goals, which is that instant accountability, right? You know, setting, writing it down, knowing what you want to do, when you want to do it, getting other people involved, that are going to help you accomplish that goal and And so that automatically produces motivation. It's usually when we go through life and we just kind of, you know, meander our way through. We don't have anything specific we want to do. We don't really have any, we don't have clarity on what what we want to accomplish. And so it's a lot easier to just, "Eh, I slept in late today or "Eh, I spent four hours watching TV because there's no motivation. There's no discipline. There's no um, consistency. Because there's not that clarity is what I kind of read into that.
0: Yeah, I need to. Well, and on that, you picked out discipline and it made me think uh, for those listening that show 484 is one we recently did with Joshua Spodek, uh, the astrophysicist and and, uh, professor at NYU. And he talked about discipline. He said so many people come to him Uh, because we talked about his SIDCHA is what he called his self-imposed daily challenging, healthy activities. And they were mainly the things that you don't have to do. And he used the example of burpees, which he got me into doing. So now every, every hour, my, my watch goes off and I got to go down and do 10 burpees. Well, I don't have to, nobody's going to see if I don't do it. Well, you know, my staff says they can hear it, you know, bunk on the floor a little bit, but uh, uh, I don't have to. And And he says the benefit of doing that thing that we don't have to do, that in and of itself is of even more value than the thing that we are doing. But in, in, in discipline, he really talked about that. And I'd encourage everyone, if you didn't listen to it, to go listen, uh, to that show. Cause he talks about, he doesn't feel like a super disciplined guy. He just has things that he wants to do and he has to do those actions to to take them and over and over and doing those actions. He has grown to be disciplined. I don't know. You can look at it different ways. It was an interesting, uh, perspective on it, but, um, well, that's why we have so much feedback here to get us to look at things a little differently. Uh, Mike Loomis, I appreciated this honesty here. He said the concept concept of motivation strikes me as blah, a pep talk, whatever. What energizes me is desire. Usually, healthy desire is sparked by example, not words. And additionally, there's fear. Let's face it, fear is a pretty great motivator in its healthier, uh, healthiest form. Well, a uh, couple things there. I thought, Michelle. Well, one, let's just talk about fear. I, we do know. Uh, I mean, it's been talked about, at least I'm not the scientist or the researcher who did it, but that fear generally or pain is a bigger motivator than desire, which is why we all tend to be as a, as a, as a human race, I think more reactive than proactive, which brings us to, I mean, I want to mature so that I am more proactive and not reactive that I, that I, that I am going after those desires instead of waiting to avoid a pain. And I can give examples of both. I, I do them both. Michelle, what about you?
2: <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, fear is definitely, uh, I mean, it's just a natural motivator for all of us. You know, it's one of the reasons why I think so many people wait to the last minute to get something done. And it's because that fear of, Oh, if I don't turn this in, or if I don't get this complete, what, what's going to happen? Yeah. Whereas the desire part and, and you know, working out is a super great example for that. We all want we're not We We don't all want, but many of us uh, would love to lose some weight or get into better shape. Mm-hmm. And even though we may say that we may want that, it doesn't mean that it's going to motivate us to get it done. Or like you, you've said that you want to write a book. You've mentioned that people tell you to write a book. You mm-hmm. say you want to write a book. And so that, but, but it's not going to be until it comes down to where it just, it feels like it's a necessity to get it done yeah. that, that, that will drive you. So Um, It's interesting what he said, though, about how uh, motivation is, what do you say, blah or something like that? Mm -hmm. Because I guess I was thinking of motivation of what gets you to do something, whereas maybe he's thinking of it, too, because there's so many motivational speakers and people that are the rah-rah, just going to make you feel good, to get you to go out there and do something. But motivation actually could be defined a couple different ways. There's that internal motivation. There's external motivation. Mm -hmm. There's the fear motivation. There's so many different types um, which is why we're having this conversation, which I
0: love. Yeah. And somebody, you just said, um, gosh, let me see if I can find it. Somebody said that they are not very inspired, motivated by extra, by, by things that are external. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, who was it here? Um, uh, nope, that's not it either. Well, okay. I won't, I won't bang around on it. somebody said that they talked about not being uh, very, Oh, here it is. Tyson Franklin, Tyson, who just sent me his book, uh, Tyson is from, um, gosh, New Zealand, I believe, or Australia, okay. one of those. And it was just in the States sent me his book and he said, I believe in, I believe in internal motivation or personal drive, but I'm not motivated externally, loud music and standing on chairs, dancing in an event does not motivate me at all. Okay. Well, so that I, yeah, I think that's kind of interesting and well, you know what? Here, let me read another one. Steven and I'll just piggyback this on what Mike said, Steven, Sasha and Steven, uh, he owns the company. If you guys type in invisible shoes, okay. Invisible shoes go there. I got one of his first pair when I went to a minimalist running style, uh, great company. He's done extremely well. He says, I've never used the word motivation. I have things that I'm trying to accomplish and actions I take to get there and thoughts that inspire those actions. Um, and ways that I procrastinate, like responding to things like this, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> deep. And he's, he's to the point, but I, but that was interesting to me. So he doesn't use the word inspiration, but then he ends it up that he has uh, things I'm trying to accomplish actions. I take and thoughts that inspire those actions to me, Michelle, that's, I mean, that's what we're talking about are, are those thoughts. And we talked about an external motivator. I, mean, I think I understand what Tyson was saying, but I got to admit, I use a lot of external things to motivate me. So I have a desire. I know some actions. I'm amazed that it's something I really want to do. And yet I'll, I'll end up on Facebook. I'll do busy work to avoid it. And I've sometimes wondered why I think sometimes it's still hard work. If it's got value in it, it's still hard work. And I sometimes need to motivate myself. I mean, there's been times in the evening uh, where I just feel like I just, I'm just not where I need to be. And I'll look for one of those old classic movies that I have and watch 15 minutes of it to get me going. I use music, all day long, for whatever mood that I'm in, wherever I think I'm at. If I feel like I need to be contemplative, I'll put that music on. If I think I need to rev up, I'll put that music on. Once in a while, when I'm really in the zone, I'll turn the music off. Not often, but once in a while, I'll do that. But those are the external motivators. And that's, that is what we are talking about. Is uh, and somebody wrote this, and, and I guess well, I think we'll come to it. But I just talked about, in a lot of ways, we're talking about enthusiasm, mm-hmm. um, and I do think that. I mean, gosh, you've been in the world as as long as I ever longer, Michelle of, you know, motivation and inspiration. And there, it does get some bad rap for that rah, rah, ree. but there's also, I mean, I guess this is when we we're kids in school and they had the pep rally. I mean, we, that's a, that's a coach in, in the locker room trying to get them fired up and revved up because it changes our belief and then changes our actions. So it's, I, well, you, again, you've been within this a long time. There's stuff to debate in there. And I understand how it's been. Diluted, maybe, or 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 been uh, done poorly, but we are talking about something intrinsic here.
2: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and I think like the pep rally is perfect example. Why do we do pep rallies? To get everybody all fired up and excited, Mm -hmm. because you know otherwise everyone just may not show up on a Friday ready to go to a football game and cheer on the team. But you get that motivation and that excitement going. But I will say, and and to the point of of um, the the last person you mentioned, Mm -hmm. they you need to know what your own personal motivation is. So you said yeah. for you, you love music. If that's something that's going to rev you up and get you excited or in the game, then do that. For other people it might be listening to a podcast or it may be listening to, so an audio program or, or other people may be going to having to, to meet with a coach or a mentor or someone that's going to, you know, get them excited and fired up. But the key for motivation for me and, and what I recommend too is, It has to be, you have to know what motivates you because at the end of the day, you're the only one who can motivate yourself to get things done. We can have people help you be accountable, but ultimately you have to want it. You have to be motivated enough to do it and you have to take action. So figuring out what motivates you, what gets you out of bed when you're really, really exhausted, you know, And, and, and going back to what we said, sometimes it's that fear motivation of, oh gosh, if I don't do this, I will get fired. Or if I don't do this, you know, my spouse will be upset with me, yeah. but, but just knowing for you what that is and then doing it consistently, you know, one of, uh, Zig has obviously so many quotes that, that I absolutely love, but the one that I really, really love, and it's all about motivation is, you know, people often say that motivation doesn't last well, neither does bathing. Mm-hmm. That's why we recommend it daily. So the point is is it's knowing what motivates you but then also knowing that you can't just expect to do it once or twice and be done with it. It's a daily consistent uh, effort. For me, I'm motivated by a couple things. One, I do get fired up if I listen to any kind of motivational um, and I don't mean motivational rah-rah, but I mean some something that will fill, build me up personally or professionally. I love listening to audio CDs. Mm-hmm. I love reading books, those kinds of things. I love going to seminars. That motivates me to get into action. And then I also listen love listening to certain kinds of music. But I have to do it daily or even the best of the best of the best motivated people in the world will become stale and yeah. not as active as we should
0: be. Okay, friends, we've got some great comments coming that we're going to hit on that's going to give you some great value. And as you hear us mention in this show that I want to point out, Michelle Prince, she's my co-host. She's a key figure at Ziegler and a renowned guide regarding book writing. And I know we have a lot of aspiring book writers here in the Ziegler show listening audience. So I want to give you an offer here. Her premiere event is called book bound by the sea. We talked about it in lots of shows. It always comes up. It seems like, so see if this resonates with you. I want to write a book, but I have no idea where to start. I want to leverage what I already know to be the expert in my field. I want to make a difference by sharing my story. If that sounds like you, then book bound by the sea is something you must check out. this, Three day one of a kind workshop empowers individuals just like you and me to write, publish and market our books. This phenomenal workshop is held in beautiful Captiva Island, Florida, one of Michelle's favorite places on planet earth and has helped hundreds of authors get their stories out of their heads onto paper and into the hands of those who need it most. If they can do it, you can too. Me too. The Bookbound experience is fully led again by best selling author Ziegler, motivational speaker, and publishing expert Michelle Prince, my co host, who teaches everything you need to know to write, publish, and market your book. Your story matters, but only if you tell it. Bookbound takes the confusion out of writing a book and gives you simple, actionable steps to make you successful. Don't put off writing your book another day. The world needs to hear your story. Register at bookboundbythec.com. And stop dreaming about becoming a published author. Make it happen. Again, that's book bound by the sea. And please tell them you heard about it from The Ziegler Show. This is really insightful. This was a submission by Allison Roy, who's a, a chiropractor new new to my town. Her husband does dry needling, uh, which I had never had. So I think I kind of acupuncture, but it's it's basically, so here's your your trivia for the day. Uh, cause I've done it now. It's, if you've got a, an inflamed spot or let's say a sore muscle that you can go in with therapeutic massage and try to work that out and work on it, you can also take a needle and stick it in there. And it does pretty much the same thing with a lot less pain, really interesting stuff. I've yeah. been, I've been trying it for the first time and I'm, am duly amazed. So Allison, uh, she writes though. If we look to the definition of the word motivation, it's defined as the reasons why you are doing something or the level of desire you have to do something. It's basically the why behind any action or behavior. Therefore, it all comes down to our thoughts, beliefs, and values. For example, I value good health, and I think of myself as a fit individual who believes that it is inherently good to exercise and eat a healthy diet. Hence, I am motivated to live a healthy lifestyle. If I believe that healthy food is too expensive, I thought of myself as a lazy person, or I believe that it doesn't really matter what I do. I'll always be overweight because that's just how my body is and wants to be. Then I would not have a good reason to eat healthy and exercise. The why would not exist. Therefore, I would not be motivated to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, So what, what my thoughts are, and even to what you were saying, well, you know, looking at motive, I think we have responses here that are talking about your motivation. Your motive is your desire, which mm-hmm. I tend to think of that as well. So it might, yeah, is my why. So if I'm going, you know, what is my motive? Let's take what she talked about being healthy and well, of course I have things that I want today from that, but I have for a, many years now been really motivated by the old man. I'm going to be at 80 And that I don't want to be a burden to my family. I want to be able to help them move, build a house. I want to be able to play with my grandkids down on the trampoline. Even I, I just genuinely want those things. I don't want to be drooling in the corner and irrelevant. I I have a fear of that back to what somebody else said. That is a big driver for me. So that's motive, but, um, it will help me. Maybe, maybe we need to, we need to expand on it because we're also, and we've had people respond to it, to the rah, rah, re thing. Because today is here for me to be that 89 year old man. I have to do certain things today. Well, today I just may not feel that into it. I'm not that mm-hmm. thrilled. So I do those things to energize myself, to get enthusiasm so that I will go out there. And again, back to the locker room thing. That's the thing. That's the example that we have in countless movies and in, and in real life where you have the team. And if there's, as Zig said, stinking, and thinking, and go on their performance, their ability may be rock solid. Their, their desire, their commitment is, but their ability may be diluted, diminished significantly by their attitude. So we are talking about changing their attitude so that they bust out of the doors and go, but that's all of us. So we have desire on one hand and we have, I guess I, I haven't really thought about that. What, I mean, are we talking, is that, does that quantify it enough energy level, um, enthusiasm, or is there another way to look at that? Michelle?
2: All of the above. I, you know, another, I, I always think of the zig quotes. And so one, another one that comes to mind as you were talking was, you know, there are no traffic jams on the, uh, the extra mile. And, and mm-hmm. I think for this kind of, it all ties back together with motivation and, and what really is motivation. It's figuring out that desire part. What do you want to accomplish, but then actually finding a way to motivate yourself to get it yeah. done and make it happen is, is really the key here. Um, because motivation, what's the point of motivation if it's not to accomplish something that is important to you and, and that desire part of it. Right. So, um, I don't know. I, that's kind of what's going through my mind as you were talking. Well, well, it is.
0: It's that who said the quote, you know, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're, you're right. Henry
2: Ford. Okay. Yes, okay. Exactly. Well,
0: so, so with that, if I come to, well, let's say this, a podcast, I and mean, then this is a performance. It is, hopefully I don't stutter. I don't lose my train of thought. I don't just blank out and have brain fog or or whatever, or stumble around and say nonsensical things that nobody ever wants to listen to. Again, that is a performance. So I can come here and think that I can do a good job and do a good job, or I can come here with whatever junk may have happened during my day that has now eroded my belief. Again, I have the same inherent ability, but it has now eroded my feelings in this moment What can I do to motivate those, to get those, to get the best ability out of myself? I mean, so, so we're talking about a big uh, bowl of soup here in in, in motive that has a few things that yes, desire and knowing that, but I guess when I do think about it a lot and a lot of what we focus on in this show is how do we get our heads around getting over and past those real and perceived obstacles to our, I mean, again, it's the tagline, inspiring our true performance. That's what Zig try to drill into us so that we all have more in us. We all have greatness in it, in us, but it has to be cultivated. It has to be, uh, harvested and all those things. And, and yeah, so and you have here. to believe
2: it. You have to believe that you have what it takes because guess what? No yeah. one will believe you. If you don't believe yourself, that's a quote I've said for years. Now, you know, people will believe in you to the exact degree that they believe that you believe in yourself. So if you don't believe that you, you can do it, or if you don't believe you're going to accomplish the goal, or if you don't believe, guess what? You won't. Uh, just like Henry Ford said, but yeah. other people won't believe you either. So it, it goes both ways. So success is, is, is definitely a, a, that clarity, knowing what you want, believing you have what it takes, but then actually taking the action and you really won't take action if you don't have the motivation. And that's what we're talking about it. Cause it's just that important. Uh,
0: at, okay. I love that belief. So we're talking, I like that. Let's go. I, I could play with that just in far, as far as we're talking about motivation is having to desire, but then where is our belief level. I mean, we know biblically it says we're to renew our minds every single day. And so when you said belief, I wrote down rebelief. I need to before every every or or endeavor uh, address my audit my belief. Where is my belief level right now? Because again, yeah, whether you think you can or think you can it doesn't have to do with our inherent ability. It's whether we're going to get out of ourselves that ability or not.
2: Right. And sometimes belief is, it's, it's like a muscle. You have to work it. A lot of times yeah. we believe certain things because that's just all we've ever heard. That's all we know, but it doesn't mean it's fact. I mean, somebody may have told you your whole life. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You'll never amount to anything. It doesn't mean it was true. It just means that's what someone said, but you believed it. So your muscle has to be reworked. If you want to believe the better things for you, you know, I believe I can do this. I believe I'm good enough. I believe I have everything it takes to be successful. And sometimes as Zig would say, you have to tell the truth in advance because you may not feel and truly truly believe it but you programmed your mind to believe the negative thoughts now you have to reprogram your mind to believe the positive ones and all of that goes together and and you know in circling it back to the motivation though it's still you know the belief has to be there in order to find a way to motivate yourself to make it happen yeah. but you can't have you can believe all you want but if you don't have the motivation to accomplish you know, the, the, the two go
0: together. Okay. Well, well, this is a great, um, uh, lead us right into this next comment. This is by Evan Herman. He says, I, I feel like motivation brings this idea that it's something that we have the ability to muster up and use as we please. When reality he, he and this is his statement, it's like energy or fuel. It gets mm-hmm. depleted and harder, uh, for us to control what's going on around us to use, to use motivation. I believe has to be in conjunction with properly using personal energy. Okay, that's interesting to me because I have a friend, Aaron McHugh, who we interviewed in a show quite a while ago, probably a year and a half ago or so. I can't remember what number it is. And he talks, I see his blogs a lot, and he talks a lot about emotional calories that we do not have unlimited will, let's say self will or unlimited again, different emotions. So if we look at this, at motivation, just as in the frame of what we've been framework, what we've been talking about, that there are going to be times when our motivation is low. We can look at that and just assume we should be able to muster it up, but there is some limit. We are not finite creatures. And this is, I mean, Mm. for disclosure in this, Michelle, this has been a problem for me. I grew up in a positive way of, you know, no excuses and no limits and taking pride in that. And then yet having to find myself later in life, realizing I I don't have anything left in a certain moment. I, I don't feel like I'm Superman and having to come to grips with this. So if we look at this with motivation Uh, It lends us to when we have something we're trying to achieve, we know the actions that we need to take it. We're having a hard time doing that. Can we always muster it up or do we need to, gosh, just like, let's think about it on a marathon. If we're going to go run a marathon, we're probably not going to do that at the end of a three-day 12 hour a day work period time when we've been burning the midnight oil and we are depleted, we're probably going to have that on a certain day. We're going to prepare for it with certain rest and fuel before that. So that we know that we have the most motive and the most energy in us. And so if we look at that and say, it's not finite, it has a limit. We need to have the most calories stored up for it. Then it also would show us when we need to go after those certain things. Uh, i haven 't really thought about that in that framework Michelle
2: uh, I feel like that 's why it's so important to have that clarity on what you really want in your life want, you know go back to even before goal setting dreaming and really identifying what do you want for your life in all of the different areas you know your your career your finances your soul, spiritual life your uh, relationships your um, you know, all of those, the different spokes on the wheel of life, yeah. because there is, there's, we at any time could be doing 20 different things. There's no lack of things for us to be doing. It's usually when we're focused on things that are not tied to our our passion, our purpose, our goals that we find ourselves spending all that energy. Mm -hmm. And and you're right. It is finite. There's only so much. It's also why we say you've got to fill your cup. If you're continuously pouring out to other people, to your business, to your goals, your desires, to your community, but you're not filling it back up yourself, eventually you will become depleted. But I see it over and over and over again. And I've been, I have definitely had issues throughout my life where I have, I'm just spent because I'm, I'm given so much energy to things that I probably shouldn't be focused on. Mm -hmm. And that's when you need to stop and really evaluate. Okay. Here are all the things I'm working on. Is this something I'm really passionate about? Do I feel a calling to do this? Is this something that's going to make a difference in my life, my family's life? And if it's not, then having the, Oh gosh, the guts sometimes to just say no, because you do have to save that energy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which again, folks, takes us back to four ninety two show four ninety two, uh, the first one with Greg McEwen and essentialism, and he is has some brilliant insight uh, on that. You know, one thing I, I will say on this that I have I've realized with myself and with others that when we are looking at a certain goal, something that we want to dig into, like we want to start that book, or you know, we're committing to writing chapters of that book. Or, uh, whatever endeavor it may, it may be thing that we're trying to do. And we're deep grappling some with motivation is to look at when are those time periods going to be where you're going to be at your best, where you can be at your best. And also being honest with, with when you're not, um, And there were gosh, in my past days as a pro cyclist, I mean, we had a schedule of things to do. And yet there would come that day when on one hand I I, I was, I was very much of the never quit, never, never stop, you know, always come through with your commitments. And yet when it's Tuesday and it's supposed to be intervals day or sprint days and you go out and do that first one and feel like, man, something is just off. Something's either (laughs) off physically or, you know what? I, I just, I'm, I have a crappy attitude. I can't get over also being okay with going, you know what? Let it go. You're not gonna this day is not gonna make or break everything. Now, if you do that every week for you know months, you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go downhill. But in the moment of realizing that you know my wife one time read something, she is is in the in the depths of psychology and cognitive research. And she read something one time on morning times being the best time for our energy overall, for our intellect, for yada, yada, all these things. And so she committed to, to walk that out. And ultimately she said, you know what? I I can't deny the research. She's not working for me. I mean, she does not enjoy the mornings. You know, she's got, we got schedules with kids and things like that. And she loves getting the kids to bed and going up into, we call it the little sabbatical room. It's like a study room in our house. And she yep. will dig in for three hours. Sometimes she'll go to one o'clock or something like that. And she, I go in there and say goodnight, man. She is just on fire. It's like a squirrel. I'm dead. I, I that was, yeah. that was me in the morning. Uh, yeah. So not, so figure out what works for you. I'll just say right. that. figure we, out your
2: optimal time. <laughs> figure
0: out your all uh, optimal time. Absolutely. Well, Tony Chung here says the truth is you can't motivate anyone to do anything they don't already want to do or that they don't have an interest in doing. I feel like we said that in so many ways along some of these things, but as somebody, Michelle, I know you've been in well Well, I'll ask you, have you Michelle ever been with a client, with a, a group, with an event, and you are just, you're motivated, you're trying to pump them up and there may be somebody there and you feel like, you know what? I want it way more than they do for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need knew-
2: Yeah, I'm actually laughing because I'm remembering a time that I spoke for, and I won't specifically say the group to call them out, but there was a woman on the front row. It was a local group, and there was, it was definitely an older crowd, wonderful group of people. Uh, but there was a woman on the front row, no exaggeration, in her nineties, and I am talking about, I think I was talking about productivity and being, you know, finding your passion and, and being motivated and taking massive action. And I have a lot of enthusiasm when I speak. And I kid you not, Kevin, she fell asleep oh. and out of her chair.
0: Whoa, that's significant. The floor, you need a video of that.
2: So not oh, side note to say, but as you asked that question, that's who I envisioned. Um, so yes, I definitely wanted it more than she did at that point. <laughs> Yeah. She wanted to sleep, uh, but it happens all the time. I mean, think about that in your life. Think about it with your kids. How many times are you motivated to help your kids get their homework done and, yeah. and to get good grades and be the best that they can be? And they have absolutely no interest at all. Yeah. So you can't force people to be motivated, but you can find ways to um, incentivize them and, and, you know, find out what, what speaks to them, you know, to help them be motivated. But at the end of the day, we're only responsible for ourselves and all we can do is the best we can do. And hopefully that transfers to other people, but it doesn't always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And somebody in here, I was trying to scroll down again, we got so many comments talked about, you know, that as much as we, we are talking about some external motivation thing. I mean Zig did that. He stood up in front of 50,000 people in an external sense and motivated people and, and there was there's testimony from you know 250 plus million people about the impact, the positive impact he had on their lives. So whether it is hearing a somebody who helps elevate our belief or it's music that gets our blood boiling or whatever that may be, uh somebody and I was trying to find it real quick. I think it's a, a, one of the lower ones we may not get to but talked about that ultimately out of those the only one who ultimately inspires or motivates us is ourselves. Yeah. Well, granted, but we are. Well, so here's something that I'll, I'll throw at you, Michelle. Uh, you know, we, we have in the personal development world, that's where we are. And there is this daily aspect of bettering ourselves again, mm-hmm. back to the the biblical aspect of renewing our minds daily. It's not renewing them for the, for the lesser, the worse, but re- re- right. renewing them for the better. So we are trying to do that is the goal to become Perfect. Well, of course not. We cannot become perfect. And there are some things though, that we are trying to manage our dysfunction is a word that I've used. Uh, And it's, it's our terminology that I've used. I am not a very punctual or detail oriented person. Uh, and there are some places there where I'm not going to Punctuality school or accounting (laughs) school to learn how to be. That's an area where I'm not that strong, and I have decided I'm not going to try to be. But no desire. I have no desire, no will. But I do have to manage it so I get results over here. To some aspect, isn't that what we're talking about here? We are trying to figure out. You said it earlier. Whatever works for you. What are you? You said that in regards to. Whenever that, that high energy point, uh, time is mm-hmm. for you I and mean, find out what that is, but that is what we're talking about that we all would say, okay, do you have a desire? Hopefully we'd all say yes. Do you know some of the actions to get you there? We would say yes. So why aren't we always doing that? Which we would all say we always fail uh, at some point along the way, what gets us to, and here we are with motive, with motive, uh, and figuring out how to manage, I guess the times when we're not motivated. Cause it's, it just happens, uh, it,
2: it does. Uh, it, one of the things though, I think it's tied to quite a bit is procrastination. So it's, motivation is probably the opposite of procrastination, but we all, it, it goes back to wanting something, but how, how bad do you really, really want it? We tend to procrastinate on the things though that will make our lives better, uh, make us happier, healthier, have better family relationships. So we tend to procrastinate on the things that really, really matter versus procrastinating on the things that don't like checking Facebook or, you know, responding to to certain. Emails, right. but it's uh, it's tough because we're we're just human. But that's why Zig said you have to, consent to continuously feed your mind with the good, the pure, the positive every single day because you can't expect to wake up motivated every day. It's just not in our human nature. So you know, but you can't really be motivated if you don't know what you want, and if you don't know what you want, it, you know, it's it's because you're just kind of wandering through life. So it's a series of all these different things. That have to happen in order to be successful, but motivation, it's just the opposite of procrastination. It's just taking action when you don't really feel like it. Yes. Finding a way to make that action
0: doable. Okay. Okay i to, let's end with that. I want to read one more, but I want to, that's what I want to come back to when you don't, when you really don't feel like it. Okay. So Christopher Hill says motivation, I think is kind of like passion. There is a time and a place, but as Mel Robbins, who's one of the, the most sought after speakers and, and presenters these days, as she says, motivation is, well, she says BS and will almost always let you down. Passion and motivation are great, but what's going to sustain you when things are hard, what's going to keep you going when things get stale and the newness wears off it's desire. Desire is what keeps, uh, keeps us going. I'm not motiv- motivated to make an impact. Uh, I have a strong desire to make an impact. Okay. I'm going to stop right there uh, because I, I, you know, when we look at the, try to round out motivation. We are talking about motive. Motive is, I think at the core, we looked it up in the dictionary. It's probably is, it is that core desire. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So we've got a desire. So for everybody listening, if you, if you have a desire, again, know some actions to take there, as you said, Michelle, but what happens on the day that you wake up and you just don't feel like it? Do we just stop there? Which is, well, that's
2: when you feed your mind with the external motivation. That's when you find the author or the podcast or, or whatever that's going to get you pumped up. Or that's when you put on that CD that, you know, when you hear it, like, you know, you're ready to roll, mm-hmm. but you have to take that action because there's nobody just waiting to motivate you on any given day. Most of us aren't motivated to go to work every day, but we're motivated to get the results of what work does. You know, it's whether it's impact people or get a paycheck or whatever those motivators are, but uh motive, like you said, I mean, it's, it's the, why you do what you do, but if you don't know your why, you're more than likely going to procrastinate and you won't work on getting motivated. Um but it's desire, it's what you want, it's it's all of that. Yeah,
0: yeah okay, so again, back to the external cuz we did have a couple people speak to the external motivation um and then I think uh, being contrarian on that of saying no, it's only what happens internally. And so when you were just talking right there, I thought about what about jump starting your car. So I've got an old 1984 CJ7 Jeep. It's an old classic, and mm-hmm. I've got it out at my property. And in the winter, I've got a plow on the thing and chains on it, and that's what I use. We have we have a lot of driveway uh, length, and uh, I use it for that. When it is very cold, I'll go out there, and the sucker just won't start. And I used to have to jump start it. Now I put this little trickle thing on it that helps keep it there, but it needed to jump start. Once you get that jump start, it can go. So that, that jumpstart, how often do we need that jumpstart? And I think that yeah, I agree with you. It's a, it's an external thing to get us going inside so that we can go do this thing that we need to do. Obviously I've got a soapbox on it because I believe in it so much. I am just a product of it. You know, and I, I got to, I'll have to make a call out here to something that really impacted me with this. And it was something I heard from 15 years ago, maybe from Tony Robbins. Most people know mm-hmm. Tony Robbins name. And he said it was an interview that he was in, I think. And uh, this is just a little excerpt. He said, you know, a lot of people think that, I mean, I'm Tony Robbins. And I just wake up superpowered. I'm a superhero and I wake up, I've been doing this stuff for so, my entire life. And I'm just a rock star right off the, the, the gate. And he says, he says, it's, it's, it's not. He says, I am better than I used to be, but he says, I wake up in the mornings and there's oftentimes when the first thing that comes to mind is a negative thought, something that frustrated from me uh, with me yesterday that germinated in my head overnight. I couldn't control that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing some, but, uh, but I don't, he says, I got to go wake up, walk into the bathroom, look in the mirror and talk to myself the same way I tell everybody else to, I'm, I'm the same. I'm no different. I have to do that. To me, that's a jump start. So he is doing something to do. Externally jumpstart, so the inside he raises what you said before, Michelle, which I think is great. Got his belief back up, the whether mm-hmm. I think I can or think I can't, and therefore was able to go do that. I, I think my favorite thing from this whole show is what you said: is doing it when you just don't want to. And I have not achieved the level of super uh, superherodom. <laughs> to where I don't ever need to do that. To where again I have that thing that I want to do. I know the outcome. I may not even be feeling that negative. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm human. Thank you. I'm, I'm human, <laughs> and so I'm looking for something to rev me up. And if I may, I may again music. I may go talk to my my partner. I may uh, I may go for a, a quick run. I'll do that a lot of times. I'll go out and say, Hey, have you guys gotten the mail? Because it's down the road uh, where our <laughs> mailbox are. Have you gotten it? Let me just go get it. I just need to go, and I'll run. Uh or or walk. Whatever. like, You guys get it. Get what you t- what you said, Michelle. Whatever whatever does it for you. I mean ultimately. Right. That's what we're talking just about.
2: Just do it. <laughs> just, Find a way to do it though.
0: Just do it. Well, guys, this is uh this is a big topic. And if you've got thoughts on that, you're welcome to to let us know. You can always contact contact us at ask at zigshow dot com. Um and, uh, or again, you're welcome to come to the Facebook page and chime in on some of these, uh, questions here. Like, uh, mine's agent K Miller. Uh, you can go there, obviously the Zig show page you can go to, or the, or the Ziggler page, I'm sorry, but this is a big topic and I'm sure we will find ourselves coming back to it time and time again, but it, I have never thought about it to this breadth. Um, mm-hmm. so we may, we may need to just specifically come back and wrestle with this one. I think over and over Michelle. Sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> we
2: all, like we said, we need to do it daily. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Well, folks, thanks for tuning in with us. The next show coming up, uh, I believe it's is with Tom Bilyeu. He's the owner of the billion dollar company Quest and now has the Impact Theory show. So that's going to be an interesting uh, series that we're going to be doing with him. Thanks so much for being with us today and letting us walk together as we inspire our true performance.